Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading through the one-year chronological Bible, and today's reading is for March 3rd. The People Rebel, Numbers 14, 1-12. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. How insane does that sound to us? And yet at the time, as they thought they were going to face certain death and be wiped out, their longing for those days of slavery. Verse 5, Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite community gathered there. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. But the whole assembly talked about stoning them. So here are the guys, the two faithful guys, Joshua and Caleb, saying, hey, the Lord promises to us he's going to give us the victory. And now they want to kill him. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me in spite of all the signs I have performed among them? I will strike them down with the plague and destroy them, but I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. So we have another instance here where God is saying, what am I doing allowing these people to continue to treat me with contempt, as he says? Let me get rid of them all, Moses, and start over with you. And once again, we have Moses intercedes for the people, Numbers 14, 13 to 25. Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear about it. By your power you brought these people up from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of this land about it. They've already heard that you, Lord, are with these people, and that you, Lord, using his name for Yahweh, Jehovah, the covenant-keeping God who wants a special relationship with his people, you, Lord, have been seen face to face, that your cloud stays over them, and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you put all these people to death, leaving none alive, the nations who have heard this report about you will say, the Lord was not able to bring these people into the land he promised them on oath, so he slaughtered them in the wilderness. Now may the Lord's strength be displayed, just as you have declared. The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion. He does not Yet, he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. In accordance with your great love, forgive the sin of these people, just as you have pardoned them from the time they left Egypt until now. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory and the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times, 
Not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. Since the Amalekites and the Canaanites are living in the valleys, turn back tomorrow and set out toward the desert along the route to the Red Sea. Moses is allowed to speak this way to God. The, the meekest man, most humble man who ever lived, according to God. And he's, it seems like he's, you know, rebuking God. Of course, that's not what's happening here, but he's saying, God, you can't wipe them all out. What about your testimony? What about your promises? And then God just says, okay, I've forgiven them, but here's how I'm going to discipline them. The Lord punishes the Israelites, Numbers 14, 26 to 45. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, how long will this wicked community grumble against me? I have heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites. So tell them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. In this wilderness, your bodies will fall. Every one of you, 20 years old or more, who has counted in the census and who has grumbled against me. Not one of you will enter the land I swore with uplifted hand to make your home, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. As for your children that you said you would be taken as plunder, I will bring them in to enjoy the land you have rejected. But as for you, your bodies will fall in this wilderness. Your children will be shepherds here for 40 years, suffering for your unfaithfulness, until the last of your bodies lies in the wilderness. For 40 years, one year for each of the 40 days you explored the land, you will suffer for your sins and know what it is like to have me against you. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will surely do these things to this whole wicked community, which has banded together against me. They will meet their end in this wilderness here. They will die. So the men Moses had sent to explore the land who returned and made the whole community grumble against him by spreading a bad report about it. These men who were responsible for spreading the bad report about it, about the land, were struck down and died of a plague before the Lord. Of the men who went to explore the land, only Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephunneh survived. So only two out of the 12 were faithful to God's promises. Those other 10 died right then on the spot. And then the promises made for those 20 years and older who were counted in the census, they're all going to die in the wilderness. What a consequence for their unwillingness to believe God's promise. Verse 39, when Moses reported this to all the Israelites, they mourned bitterly. Early the next morning, they set out for the highest point in the hill country, saying, Now we are ready to go to the land the Lord promised. Surely we have sinned. But Moses said, Why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up, because the Lord is not with you. You will be defeated by your enemies, for the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there. Because you have turned away from the Lord, he will not be with you, and you will fall by the sword. Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up toward the highest point in the hill country, though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant moved from the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and attacked them and beat them down all the way to Hormah. Laws Concerning Offerings Numbers 15, 1-31 the Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, after you enter the land, I'm giving you as a home and you present to the Lord food offerings from the herd or the flock as an aroma pleasing to the Lord, whether burnt offerings or sacrifices for special vows or free will offerings or festival offerings. 
Then the person who brings an offering shall present to the Lord a grain offering of a tenth of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with a quarter of a hen of olive oil. With each lamb for the burnt offering of the sacrifice, prepare a quarter of a hen of wine as a drink offering. With a ram, prepare a grain offering of two-tenths of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with a third of a hen of olive oil and a third of a hen of wine as a drink offering. Offer it as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. When you prepare a young bull as a burnt offering or sacrifice for a special vow or a fellowship offering to the Lord, bring with the bull a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with half a hen of olive oil, and also bring half a hen of wine as a drink offering. This will be a food offering, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. Each bull or ram, each lamb or young goat is to be prepared in this manner. Do this for each one, for as many as you prepare. Everyone who is native-born must do these things in this way when they present a food offering as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. For the generations to come, whenever a foreigner or anyone else living among you presents a food offering as an aroma pleasing to the Lord, they must do exactly as you do. The community is to have the same rules for you and for the foreigner residing among you. This is a last ordinance for the generations to come. You and the foreigner shall be the same before the Lord. The same laws and regulations will apply both to you and to the foreigner residing among you. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land to which I am taking you, and you eat the food of the land, present a portion as an offering to the Lord. Present a loaf from the first of your ground meal and present it as an offering from the threshing floor. Throughout the generations to come, you are to give this offering to the Lord from the first of your ground meal. Now, if you as a community unintentionally fail to keep any of these commands of the Lord gave Moses, any of the Lord's commands to you through him from the day the Lord gave them and continuing through the generations to come, and if this is done unintentionally without the community being aware of it, then the whole community is to bring and offer a young bull for a burnt offering as an aroma pleasing to the Lord, along with this prescribed grain offering and drink offering and a male goat for a sin offering. The priest is to make atonement for the whole Israelite community, and they will be forgiven. For it was not intentional, and they have presented to the Lord for their wrong a food offering and a sin offering. The whole Israelite community and the foreigners residing among them will be forgiven, because all the people were involved in the unintentional wrong. But if just one person sins unintentionally, that person must bring a year-old female goat for a sin offering. The priest is to make atonement before the Lord for the one who erred by sinning unintentionally, and when atonement has been made, that person will be forgiven. One and the same law applies to everyone who sins unintentionally, whether a native-born Israelite or a foreigner residing among you. But anyone who sins defiantly, whether native-born or foreigner, blasphemes the Lord and must be cut off from the people of Israel. Because they have despised the Lord's word and broken his commands, they must surely be cut off. Their guilt remains on them. Penalty for breaking the Sabbath, Numbers 15, 32-36. While the Israelites were in the wilderness, a man was found gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly, and they kept him in custody, because it was not clear what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, The man must die. The whole assembly must stone him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside the camp and stoned him to death, as the Lord commanded Moses. So in this particular case, this man who broke the Sabbath law, his punishment, his discipline was death. Tassels on clothing, Numbers fifteen thirty-seven to 41. 
The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels on the corners of your garments with a blue cord on each tassel. You will have these tassels to look at and you will remember all the commands of the Lord that you may obey them and not prostitute yourselves by chasing after the lust of your own hearts and eyes. Then you will remember to obey all my commands and will be consecrated to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. And that's the end of the reading for March 3rd. So this reading picks up uh, after the scouting report came back of the promised land and uh, 10 of the guys said, we can't do it. And two of the guys, Caleb and Joshua said, we can. The whole community um, grumbled against the leaders and therefore against God. And you have the beginning then of because there were 40 days that they searched out the land, there's going to be 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. And all of those 20 and older would die before seeing the promised land. So, so what is it that I take away from this reading? Uh, you've got lots of laws then concerning what's going to happen in the promised land and the, the laws that they need to obey. I think for me, it's the idea of God has made his promises in his word. And they're not the same as he made to Israel all those thousands of years ago. But he's made some promises of being faithful to himself and doing in our lives what he knows is best. And he asks us to be faithful to him. And I am often unfaithful. I do not always obey him. And certainly I can be thankful that that does not end in physical death and that he does not take my salvation away. And yet it is as ridiculous as for the Israelites who knew that God was in control and was leading them. And all they needed to do was to do the things God asked them to do. And God has made very clear several things that he has asked us to do. That he has asked more personally me to do to trust him and to follow him and to walk with him. And I have a choice. Am I going to believe him and his promises and do what he has asked in full-hearted, wholehearted worship? Or am I going to disobey and complain about the wonderful blessings he has given? Complain as though there is something really to complain about. So today I want to recommit myself to thankfully living this life of grace and mercy that God has given me, knowing that I have eternal life to come and to live for him today, to honor him today, to obey him today, to be quick, to confess my sins today, that he might be pleased. Father, thank you. Thank you for these stories of what happened way back then. As a reminder, as a warning, the, the New Testament tells us these were written as a warning to us. And uh, it seems so simple, Father, and it seems like how, how could they have done what they have done? But I know, Father, my heart can be in the same place. That there's no reason why I should not obey you on every issue every day, knowing that you are God alone knowing what you have done in my life, knowing that you are in control, knowing that you only allow what is best for my spiritual growth, and knowing what is coming in my future. 
So Father, help me today to honor you in every aspect of my life and to be quick to confess my sins and to turn back to you. In Jesus' name, amen.